All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Close of Business podcast. This is Isabel Vieira with your Friday afternoon headlines. Premier Mark McGowan has labelled WA and the East Coast as almost a tale of two countries while reinforcing the strength of the state's relationship with China. The Premier delivered a wide-ranging analysis of his third budget as Treasurer at the Business News post-budget breakfast this morning, highlighting the state's expected $3.3 billion surplus in 2023-24 against the economic headwinds faced off the back of inflationary pressure and energy prices on the East Coast. The Premier highlighted WA's financial strength versus its East Coast peers. He said WA was in a much stronger position than eastern states when it came to inflation and utility prices. WA's economic growth is forecast at 4.25% in the coming year and is tipped to slow to 2.25% in the following year as inflationary pressures bite. But the Premier highlighted the state's strength versus the economies of the East, largely off the back of established resources trade relationship with China. Taking a swipe at the anti-China rhetoric prevalent among some of the eastern seaboard, the Premier doubled down on his efforts to foster the relationship with the nation's largest trading partner. He also filed a salvo around GST distribution in conversation with Business News Senior Editor Mark Byer, playing down the risk of a dilution off the back of economic imbalance and stating those who went after WA's 70 cents per dollar share of the GST would face dire consequences. For the full story, head to businessnews.com.au. Now in property news... Saracen Properties has received approval for a proposed $85 million East Fremantle project and a time extension to find a builder amid the constrained construction market. At its meeting yesterday, Western Australian Planning Commission approved Saracen Properties' application to build a 19-storey apartment block on 9195 Canning Highway. Comprising of 93 apartments with a cafe office and public open space, the 19-storey development is to be named The Entrance. The apartment development is a joint venture between Saracen Properties and landowner Rob Turner and Simon Melville with Built Foreign Projects as manager. WAPC's approval included an amendment to the substantial commencement period for the project, amending it from 24 to 36 months. Built Foreign Projects Director Philip Gnench said the time extension was needed because the project team had started to procure a builder, but the list of construction companies had reduced. In mining news, Chalice Mining will top up its coffers by $70 million, courtesy of a private placement to institutional investors. Approximately 6.9 million new Chalice shares will be issued at $7.30 each, representing a 5.7% discount on the junior's five-day volume-weighted average. It's understood the $70 million placement was heavily oversubscribed, with shares mostly allocated to two parties. The raising means Chalice is funded for the next two years, with approximately one $150 million in the bank to support ongoing regional exploration drilling. Another $10 million worth of Chalice stock will be up for grabs for existing shareholders through a follow-up share purchase plan at the same price. It comes as Chalice undertakes a formal project to find a strategic partner to develop its Julema, Nickel and Copper project. Chief Executive Alex Dorsch has indicated Chalice is open to a broad range of transactions with more than one party to pin down a development pathway for the project. That's all from me. Up next on the podcast, senior journalists Jack McGinn and Claire Tyrrell discuss the state of play for renters and buyers in the Perth property market.
Edge is Western Australia's award-winning and luxury apartment developer. We're setting a benchmark for visionary living, building vibrant communities of like-minded residents in highly sought-after locations. It's the foundation of everything we do. From stunning beachfront living in Cottesloe and Scarborough, to breathtaking city views from the river's edge in Apple Cross in South Perth. Find out more about our premium developments at edgevl.com.au. Welcome back to At Close of Business. My name is Jack McGinn and today I am joined by Claire Tyrrell. Claire, how are you today? Good, thanks, Jack. So today we're going to talk about something that's probably on the agenda of a lot of people in Western Australia. It's, it's housing affordability and specifically uh, this uh, Bank West Curtin Economic Centre report that was released recently. Now, I understand you did a bit of a deep dive into this one. Um, what, what did we learn from uh, the report about housing affordability and the state of play for people looking for housing in Western Australia at the moment? I did, Jack, and uh, it's not looking good for, for people who don't own a home yet. So the latest figures from the Bankwest Curtin Economic Centre, they looked at what they call mortgage delinquency rates. So that is basically uh, when homeowners or mortgage holders are behind on their mortgage, at least 30 days. And for people taking out loans last year, uh, compared to those who have had loans of kind of older vintages, the mortgage delinquency rate has more than tripled. So, it, I mean, I guess it shows that, um, you know, people are a bit shocked by this interest rate, these interest rate rises and not really factoring them in perhaps. And, you know, there are a lot of factors we could go on about there in terms of what the banks are doing, etc. And another big issue we touched on is a 13% increase in private sector rental prices over the last 12 months in Perth. And this is actually the largest increase of all the capital cities. So for example, the report shows that the weekly cost of a three bedroom rental property has risen by about 45%. So from about $340 a week to $495 dollars a week and that's over the past year or two and this was the highest rate of increase of all the capital cities so yeah not good news for renters and I believe there is a, a strong link between the rental vacancy rate and the price of rents themselves so good news for landlords if you're, if you're renting something out you can you can hike up the price because the, the tenants don't don't really have many options at the moment so Perth's rental vacancy rate is hovering at about 0.7% at the moment, which is uh, far too low, uh, even according to the experts, the real estate experts who go into, into bat for the investors and the people who rent out their homes. Uh, a normalised market is about 2.5-3%, and yeah, we've been well below that for, for a long time. And, and what that does is yeah, it hikes up the rents. And a big contributing factor is the slow rate of build times. So we calculated recently that there are about 21,500 homes waiting to be complete here in WA. And I actually heard the Premier on the TV the other day spinning that in a positive way. You know, we've got a record number of homes under construction, but what's actually happening is these, there is a record number, yes, but that's because they're not being finished in time. And, and it, you know, it, it creates a real backlog. So there's a lot of renters waiting to get into these homes and they're kind of clogging up the system, so to speak. And... Therefore, the availability of rentals isn't there and it's it's going to take a long time to, to wash out. Yeah, it's a really interesting situation. And yesterday's budget, we saw the Premier announce some incentives to try and get skilled migrants across to boost the construction workforce. 
with that bottleneck in terms of construction. So what are the statistics telling us, though, in terms of um, house prices? How are we actually looking uh, when it comes to buying a house in Western Australia at the moment? Yeah, I guess that's why I had to think twice when I saw that it was WA was not affordable because when you look at the uh, CoreLogic Home Value Index, which comes out every month, you see WA as one of the most affordable cities in that we have the cheapest median house price, but I guess you've got to kind of dig deeper beneath those those figures. So Perth has a $572,837 median house price at the moment. It was a 0.6% increase on, on March, so these were the April figures, and that compares to a 0.5% increased nationally to about $700,000 or $709,000. Perth was the second cheapest median house price compared to Darwin, which was at $484,000. And uh, when you look at capital cities like Sydney, theirs is over a million and has been for for quite some time or hovering around there. We went to nine hundred dollars at one point. Uh, And Melbourne, $750,000, Brisbane, $705,000, Adelaide. Not normally above Perth, but it's 650. Hobart, it's a bit of an outlier as well. I believe people are migrating down from Melbourne. There's a whole story behind that. Uh, that's 648,000. Canberra, I guess we can we can see why that's not cheap. That's 839,000. So if, if you're looking to buy, I guess Perth is, is a reasonable place, but you've still got to be at a point where you can afford to service your loan and, and, and in this environment where interest rates continue to increase, uh, you know, homeowners are slightly worried uh, but I think we did hear some news recently that there would probably be a pause at least not an, not an increase or maybe one more increase I mean I'm, I can't predict the future I'm not an economist and even the economists are getting it wrong Jack. Yeah I think that's a challenge uh, for everyone involved. So I understand that you attended an event in relation to this recent report um, and there were a bunch of experts speaking there what did you take from from that event that you went to? I did, Jack. The uh, Bankwest Curtin Economic Centre put on a lunch recently to mark the launch of the report. A lot of lot of work went into it and, you know, a lot of people were very interested in what I had to say. It was very topical. You know, while it was interesting hearing from the authors of this report, it, it really was. What I found most interesting as, as a journo uh, was the fact that Eric Ripper, the former treasurer, was in the audience and uh, he stood up and said, well, you know, it's all well and good to talk about affordable housing and policies to, to make housing more affordable, but these policies are often not politically popular. And, you know, Eric Ripper, who was a treasurer in, in WA between 2001 and 2008, so a substantial amount of time, and he was deputy premier, I believe, for a time. He, he stood up and said, you know, this, he, he spoke specifically about stamp duty because people were saying that, you know, we, we should get rid of, of stamp duty for some home buyers, you know, to encourage more market activity. Uh, but, you know, he said that it, it's not as simple as that. He said, if we got rid of stamp duty, we're going to have to replace it with with something else, you know, like like a land tax, for example. And then he, uh, you know, he gave the example of, of how this would impact homeowners in, in Dalkeith, for example, which... Uh, a few of our readers would live there and around those areas. He said, those people that have paid stamp duty 30 years ago and forgotten all about it have stayed in their house in Dalkeith for that period of time might be surprised at the substantial land tax bill that they would have to pay. 
I think it's a good reform, but the second problem is it would reduce initially the revenue available to the government and that would have to be funded either by the federal government coming in and supporting reform or by borrowing a lot of money with the expectation of it eventually paying it back. So I guess... You know, he, he made the argument that it's a stream of revenue to the government and, uh, you know, it's often used to for things like funding hospitals and if it wasn't there, this stamp duty, if it wasn't there, they would have to be replaced with, with something else. I guess it just goes to show that it's a it's a conundrum, which he used that word, you know, it's a... We, we really should reduce the price of houses, but it's often not politically popular when you, when you dig beneath the surface. Certainly one that doesn't look like it's going to be going away anytime soon. Uh, Claire, look, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.